Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. I know. So first of all, to go back, we were canceled. We were told, you know, we're done. Um, and two years later to get that phone call in the middle of COVID being like, we want to start back up. I, I, I thought it was a joke again. I thought it was like a prank. Um, and we were like, okay, cool. But then there's also the hesitation. I'm like, we're starting in a pandemic. How does that look? What happened? And we, even in starting the show, we had some run-ins. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. We've got a fun episode ahead. We've got my friend Jeff Devlin, Stonehouse Revival. Welcome to Around the House, my friend. Hey, how we doing? Good, brother. Good. So good to hear your voice, man. It feels like it was, it's been a decade since we've seen each other, but it's a little over, little over a year, right? <laughs> so if you think about it, I call, you know, we, we talk about year, dog years being like 10 years, a year or something like that. COVID years are a one year seems like 10 years. So uh, yeah, I get the whole decade thing. It seems like so crazy that, you know, Everything shut down the way it shut down and people, you know, not as much getting a lot of face to face. Now we're all like, let's talk, let's meet, let's, you know, <laughs> go here, let's go do this. We're all, I'm almost tired of seeing people already. <laughs> well, when I saw you, it was like day of the day of crashing for the COVID stuff shutting down because I was over there for that uh, trade show in your neck of the woods and you were, yeah. you showed up to see me and. I appreciated that. And the next day we did the show and I got out of there the next day. And all of a sudden I get a text that the hotel's closing and the casino's closing and I better get to the airport. And it was, it was that literally, I felt like I was running with the explosion behind me in the movie, trying to get to the airport. It was, it was crazy. And you know, what's weird is that when it first happened, um, it, it was weird in that, in my opinion, it was weird because, I think I wanted a little bit of a break. So COVID was almost like an excuse. It was like, okay, cool. We get a weekend off here. We can catch up, you know, but you're just thinking it's going to be one weekend off and all is good. And the whole term, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. It's so true because then the next thing you know, you're like, wait, wait a second, I'm a month in and this isn't lightening up or this isn't doing this. And then I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. All the while. The construction industry was just like, I expected it to be kind of like 2008 and just fall apart. Yeah. When in reality it didn't, it, it was like just as busy. I don't know 
and I, there's no rhyme or reason. People wanted to spend money. They wanted, they wanted to invest in their homes because they were there. They wanted fancier things. Obviously, they wanted to be safe, but people were like, we want you in our house. We want you to fix this, which also was a conundrum for most contractors because you're like, I don't really want to be in your house right now. I'm a little <laughs> nervous. I want work. It's like, holy moly. Yeah. What a weird what a weird, crazy year. That's all I got to say. Well, and I think what happened was is that people couldn't go on that cruise. They couldn't go on that vacation. They had money burning in their pocket, and they're stuck at home going, I've always wanted to fix X, whatever X is, and darn right. it, I'm going to do it now because I, I can't live with this anymore. And, the, and yeah. the impatience and the stress of the situation, I think, drove that. And it it, it, it drove a lot. Of, like, and I, It's funny. I've never had a whole, you know, money burning a hole in my pocket. No, um, so I, I can't, I don't know how that feels, but it was nice to, for people to be reaching out. It was nice to be able to do that, but it was also on the other side of things. A lot of businesses became smaller mm-hmm. throughout the years and realized they didn't need 50 employees. So now all of a sudden you can't keep up with the demand of just wanting to keep people happy. Yeah. And it was hard to just keep up with the kitchens, the baths and and all that and learning how to say, no, I can't, I just can't get to it. And when a client says, hey, I want to do the work and you're like, it's going to be eight months minimum at this point, then they then they would get so irate and so upset. And you're like, look, we don't want unhappy clients, but we also had clients in the pipe work before and trying to manage all of that. And let's be honest, people's patience is thin. Yeah, it's just really thin these days. So it's just a new, it's a new world we live in. Eric. <laughs> it is, my friend. But the thing is, is then out of this whole thing, they renewed Stonehouse Revival, right? How? Yeah, I, I still, I don't. So first of all, to go back, we were canceled. We yeah. were told, you know, we're done. Um, and two years later, to get that phone call in the middle of COVID. Being like, we want to start back up. I, I I thought it was a joke again. I thought it was like a prank. Yep. Um, and we were like, okay, cool. But then there's also the hesitation. I'm like, we're starting in a pandemic. How does that <laughs> look? What happened? And we, even in starting the show, we had some run-ins. We had to shut down. We had some, you know, cross-contaminations, whatever you want to say. Yep. It was crazy. But all the while, never in my wildest dreams did I think it would come back. And it, mentally, it was tough for me when it when it stopped, you know, sure. just because you feel like it stopped because you weren't good enough. You weren't you know, you didn't do all the right things and people didn't like you for that reason. So and that's what I work on with my therapist. So <laughs> well, but, but now getting the opportunity to 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 come back, but also because of the amount of people that really wanted it to come back. It's very heartwarming. It was very to see the people come out of the woodworks and say, yeah, we want the show to come back. We enjoyed watching it. We enjoyed the history. That was, that was everything to me, whether or not it goes on for another season. I don't know. I had my, my, my win moment in life. Well, it's what, you know, what's interesting to me though, is that, and I want people to understand kind of the backstory of this. You have to stop your life of contracting your, you know, your, your woodworking business, you have to kind of put that on hold to go shoot television. So it's not just, oh, cool, I get to go shoot a TV show. It's, okay, I have to set new expectations for these clients that I've got. I've got hours that I'm teaching woodworking classes over here that i got to change a schedule with. You can explain it better than I can. 
Yeah, it was, it was, so that's the hardest part about all this. And if I might delve into the brain of somebody that's been on a TV show, it's that, it's the delusion of grandeur at the end of the show where you're like, okay, it's finally going to pay off for doing this. Meaning that I don't think people realize if you're on television, you're not making millions of dollars. If I might be so bold to say, I make more money just as a carpenter. Yeah. Um, and the TV aspect allows me to, to, to put it in a different marketing category, if you will. But if you're just a carpenter and you don't hire the right people, no matter what you do, you're not marketing it appropriately. So you're not profiting from it this time around. I, again, I didn't go crazy with marketing. I did hire somebody recently to help me with the social media because I didn't like doing it, but I didn't like kind of tooting my own horn. So when the show came back, it was a people appreciate this. Um, I also have to re I have to find the balance in my life. I mean, my kids are older. They don't really want to hang out with me every minute of every day, but I also have to be present when they do. Mm -hmm. So making sure that I don't have the same schedule that I had in the first three seasons of Stonehouse was important for me. And this season, I, I was able to not necessarily control the schedule, but I had more say in how that worked. And yes, I pretty much didn't I didn't do anything. If you think you're going to maintain clients during this process, you're, you're crazy. It doesn't happen. I, you can't keep up with it. It's seven days a week, whether or not you're filming seven days a week, that's irrelevant. You're working on designs. You're back and forth with the team. You're worried about this. You're wondering what kind of project all of a sudden this didn't work out. So you have to bring, you have to come out, you know, up with another project, all with the pressures of having to do it in a time frame. So it's like, be creative, but you got a minute to be creative. Go. Yeah. And then, again, I'm not complaining in any way. One of these days, somebody will shoot a TV show about shooting a TV show and it be real. <laughs> um, I don't know that people really they won't watch the shows the same way. Yep. And I'm proud of our show is a little we're not scripted. We don't yeah. we, we, we very clearly don't script. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm not an actor <laughs> and nor is the rest of the team. This is what we do every day. And, and this is what we truly do love. And we love sharing it with those that enjoy the history, enjoy the old homes. And they enjoy watching, a, you know, ha hopefully a happy-go-lucky TV show. Yeah. To be honest, that's why I enjoy it because it's real. I can tell it's not scripted. It's your personality shines through it. And there's not – I don't want to – ever bash anybody else's show but there's no manufactured drama in the middle of it that's that's there you know where the the homeowners screaming or yelling or you know what i mean just some of that some of the so, uh soap opera-esque things to some of the shows so it, it is funny because in the first couple of seasons of the show we had we were told that we these they're called act breaks and yeah. it's basically just like you know the old dukes of hazard when Bo and luke duke were in the air and Enos was following them in the in the in the uh, police car and they pause they pause the car the the general lee in midair and be like what are those duke boys going to do well, you're going to have to come back and find out the you ultimate know, tease. yeah so that's literally what you know all the shows do in a certain way now we try we know that there's going to be drama at every turn. Sure. And as a professional, it depends. That's how you determine how you react to it. So it's tough because we're like, okay, well, yeah, that didn't work out to our, the way we wanted, but it never does. So we're not going to overreact. We're going to do it this way. So there are some times when we had to make 
light of something that as a professional, we wouldn't normally make light of. Sure. So, you know, okay, well, what are we going to do? The stone isn't what we figured. No, as a plan, we already knew that we had to have a plan B or that plan B was just, hey, we threw an extra couple of thousand. What are we going to throw at this to try to fix it? We, we didn't, we didn't come up with ideas to, to do the act break. They just came naturally because yeah. in an old house, if anybody who has one or even just in any house, you know, it just something breaks when it's not supposed to break your car any, anything and everything happens. So why force it? Amen, brother. Amen. And I think that's why it's got such a loyal following as well. I mean, one of our uh, local TV anchors here was, uh, who's a friend of mine, Kim Moss, uh, she works with my wife, Julie, and she's a massive fan of your show. And she was stoked because she goes out with her husband and they've been remodeling their house and she knows how to use the tools and do stuff. So, you know, I like that the people that do this for a living love and appreciate the show just due to its honesty, man. Yeah. And that's, that is, I mean, literally when I tell you, it does choke me up a little bit because never in a million years, Eric, you've met me millions of times, you know, me, we've hung out, we drank beers talked, you know, uh, on a more of a personal level. Sure. Imagine doing what you really enjoy doing and then sharing it with the world. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten stuff from Australia, China, Brazil, like all sorts of languages. That I don't even know what they are. I have to use Google translate to read them <laughs> but to know that you've inspired. And my intention is not to inspire anybody. My intention is not to be like, look how awesome I am. My intention was always to be like, the area in which I live in is amazing. And these houses are really, really cool. And they have this, this soul and this, this life to them that I like sharing that with people that really do enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, look, no harm. I'm not for, it's like, I'm not, I'm not forcing anybody to love it. I'm just like, Hey, we have a really cool concept here. Come over, watch it. If you like watching it. And if you don't, that's fine too. It is weird a little bit for me still to this day to realize that people watch the show and are inspired and that are moved to do things in their own house. I get it all the time and I still, I'm, I'm sh- not sure how to react. I mean, it's, it, it, yeah. I know it sounds weird, but it's just, it's a weird place to be something I never thought I would be there to be like, yeah, thank you. I inspired you. I, I, I was inspired by, this old house guys. And, you know, when we were at Cabus that a couple yep. of times I got to meet him and I literally had a hard time being in the same room with Tom Silva <laughs> and Norm Abram. I was like shaking. I was like, this is so awesome. I, I found my passion and every single day I enjoy it yeah. because of these guys, because they, they kind of, I, I liked how the, the cadence of how they talked. I liked the, the way they talked. I liked everything about their models and, and mm-hmm. I just, I got clued in and to be in that position again, it's, it's a gift. And I, nobody can tell me, you know, I could sit here and say, I work my ass off. There's a lot of people in the world that work their ass off that don't get the position that I've been given. Uh, yes. If you want to say luck, um, you can say I've been lucky. I've been put into a position that allows me to, to attempt to inspire people uh, not by choice, but because I just by showing what I do. And that to me, that's it's it's definitely a gift. It's like a Christmas present that keeps on giving. 
Well, first brother, you are the most humble person in home improvement that I've ever met. So I'll, 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 I'll lead with that because, and I think that's why. Well, did, you ever, con- did you ever think that carpenters would be glorified? You know, like, look at <laughs> right? it. We've, we've got Marvel universe here with superheroes <laughs> and you've got doctors with everything that happened on the front line. You've got the doctors, the nurses, the healthcare workers, firefighters. And to put a carpenter on a pedestal is, it's kind of like, okay. Huh? I mean, <laughs> we're we're all, we're also we're hired to do a job. I mean, it's a job. Yeah. And your job is to fix things. And technically, I, I shouldn't be any different than anybody else, except for my personality and how I deal with you. My skills should be very similar to the guy next door. And quite honestly, I don't think I'm the greatest carpenter in the world. Uh, maybe by the time I die, I might have a million more skills that put me a little bit higher than I am now that I'm happy, but I'm still screwing up on a daily basis. I'm still learning. I'm still insecure about certain aspects when I build, even when I build for some projects on the show where people are like, my God, he hand cut that dovetail. You know what? If I haven't done it in a while and I'm not doing it every single day, then I still get nervous. I'm a nervous Nelly. (laughs) But you know something, that's what's real. And that's what I love about that because, you know, this is all a craft, you know, it's a craftsperson, and it's something just like a, just like a quarterback going out and playing that football game, or the baseball player. They have to be practiced, right? I mean, that pitcher doesn't come out and throw a no hitter on the first day of the first season because they haven't been practicing. It's it's that whole process, right. you know. And that's what right. I love about you with your, with your mall location and you're building furniture and you're doing this. You've got your hands just about in everything out there, you're keeping busy, man. Well, that's, I don't know if that's a good thing. I, <laughs> I decided, I decided a while ago after the show was canceled the first time mentally, I took a hit. It was, it was rough. Um, I, I wasn't in a great place, meaning that I was just overworked from the show. I, I didn't see the rewards, so to speak. And because you work so much, you didn't see the positive energy that was coming from the fans. It was just like, look, I busted my ass for, you know, two and a half years or two years to get through all of these episodes. And I didn't, you know, like I enjoyed some aspects of it, but other, I didn't, I didn't get to smell the roses. So it, yeah. so they say, so when that was done, I was like, okay, I, I think what I enjoy most about the show is the interaction with people. No question. So for whatever reasons, I had an opportunity to uh, lease space in a mall. I know it sounds ridiculous, um, but at the same time, it was a lot of space. It was an old Forever 21 <laughs> in the Exton Square Mall. Um, again, I know that malls were going downhill. I think there was like 50% occupancy in stores, but I saw it as like, I kind of thought if you build it, they will come. So I wanted to put my wood shop in the mall. So it's not like when you think of wood shops, it's normally in like an industrial building somewhere far away with a bunch of workers in there doing their thing. I wanted people to see what it's like when somebody is is building something. I wanted them to be inspired, not by just seeing it on TV, but also seeing it in person and then taking a hack at it themselves. So starting classes and to be accessible. Yeah. And that was one thing that this is, Eric, I have been told it was the dumbest mistake I've ever made in my life. Numerous times, more than once, I am now more accessible than I should be. That I'm not, from a marketing standpoint of view, building up that 
uh, excitement of the only mystery. being at a certain time. <laughs> yeah, people come there on a Saturday afternoon and they're like, well, wait, we didn't expect you to be here. And on top of that, working. Yeah. I'm like, you realize the name over there, Schoolhouse Woodworking, is my name. It's my company. We are a small company. It's just me right now. I have one employee um, as far as a helper, and he's just started. Um, so he's new to this game. And then I have two employees, one that does marketing and managing and purchasing for the store, and then one that helps me run the store as far as being at the register, smiling and answering questions and running the store when I'm not there. So this was something that I was like, I want to be accessible. I want people to know if they have a question, they can come in. And if I'm there, I can't promise I'm going to be there. But I really just hoped that, that people get to share in that fun. I know the mall is dead. It's, you know, sometimes a little desolate there. But there is a Chick-fil-A and there is a cool <laughs> wood shop and there's 6,000 square feet of stuff to stare at and play with. So that's. You know, and we've contemplated moving and moving into something bigger and better. But I'm like, I'd, I'd like to build the base of where we're at yep. and 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 go from there and see what happens. You know, like I'm not my goal is not to be Chip and Joanna Gaines to have somewhere in Waco, Texas for the world to come and visit. I, I would like to start small. And should that happen and we can get a world of carpenters and plumbers and electricians excited about the stuff. You, you always got to start small. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not a great businessman. I'm, <laughs> I'm scared of my own shadow. I just like building. And that's why I've surrounded myself with people that are, that understand that. And they're, they're helping, they're helping me make smarter decisions. And that, that is really fun. That's, it's fun to be out of your comfort zone and have people that you trust tell you like, look, this is, you, you might want to consider doing this. I got engaged this past Christmas and Congrats, my, my friend. Is, Congrats, by the way. I know you. that. I know thank that's you. been a work in progress. And I saw that and I was like, golf clap. Yes. Yeah, nice I was I was really excited that she said yes. I don't think that she was she knew I was going to propose that. We talked about it for a while. But again, we're like minded. She is a very strong willed person. She doesn't need me for anything. Like she gr grew up in West Virginia. Um, Janelle is not only a sweetheart, but she's also intelligent, beautiful, and uh, and a go getter. She doesn't she doesn't need me in any way, shape, or form. So she can <laughs> I got me one of those. <laughs> yeah, and you know what it's like. It's 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 cool that you don't feel like I know this sounds stupid having kids and and have gone through marriage for seventeen years. I always thought my only goal was to provide. Yep. And and that was a little bit of that was alleviated where it was like, let me do that for you, sweetheart. And she was like, first of all, I'm only your sweetheart at certain times. So <laughs> you better get your hands off and let me do this. Don't call me sweetheart. <laughs> like, you know, and I, you know, at first I kind of fought it a little bit, but then after a while I settled in and be like, you know what? I love that she's strong. I love that. I don't have to, you know, I look, I put my ego aside. I don't have to I, I'm obviously not a big badass, but I don't have to pretend to be one, you <laughs> yep. know? Yep. And, you know, about you being accessible, by the way, I went on Google the other day to look to see when, when the show was coming back on air. And if you want to see something funny, Google your name and the celebrity oh questions that are up there that come up. Dude, I, I had tears rolling down my face. I was 
Well, Laugh, it's, so it's hard. always, I'll tell you what they are. Cause everybody's told me this is Jeff Devlin married. Is Jeff Devlin gay? Hey. Jeff Devlin t-shirtless. Uh, <laughs> there's so many. And and to be fair, I, I don't I don't know why. I think that's many of the celebrities they do like, is he is are they gay? Are they yep. straight? Are they this? Are they that? I'll tell you one thing that drives me nuts is that and look, I've been divorced for five, six years now. Yep. Um and it, it it's not an easy process. I, I feel for anybody who's going through it. It's not good for any party. I don't care who you are, what nope. you are emotionally. It's no fun. It's not the kids, but to see on the internet where it's like, yes, Jeff Devlin's married to, you know, such and such a person with two kids. And I'm like, no, I'm not married <laughs> to that person anymore. The internet is wrong. wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's getting remarried. Uh, I don't, I want that off there. Yeah. And I, you know, there's nothing you can do. Not a and chance. I, you know, you want to put up a couple of things. I'm like, I'm happy. And here's my fiance and look here. And no, I'm not gay. But I know of. God knows. Yeah, yeah, I, who yeah. knows? Maybe I am. I don't know. The internet didn't tell me. <laughs> oh man, that is so hilarious. But it's it, I just I just laughed. I was like, oh, and that shows you how wrong. And people get home improvement advice off the internet too. And it's it can be that sketchy. It could be that sketchy. I, you know what? And that's a good point. I I, I worry. Because, you know, from a standpoint of being a contractor, a lot of people just assume I know everything. No, I don't. I surround myself with people that if I don't know, I'll be able to ask somebody else close to me for that for that answer. And if I struggle with whether or not this product is going to be appropriate for this use, I'll call the, I'll call the, the uh, manufacturers themselves. That's the nice part about having a TV show. They answer your phone call when you call. But <laughs> There are many people getting advice from the, the, I got to be careful with names, but like just somebody working at a big box store next door and, and, and not that it's bad, not that it's good. It's just, it's just, you have to be careful. There's so much information out there that you, you have to make smarter decisions. If you're banking on somebody that you don't know, that doesn't, I don't know, I don't know how to say it and still be respectful to every party in this. But you have to be careful where you get your information from and you have to validate it, not just once, but make sure the sources, there's a lot of bloggers out there. There's a lot of like YouTubers, Pinterest, yeah. Pinterest people, YouTubers, and those people make money on a company saying this is the greatest toy tool uh, product ever, but they don't get paid uh, an endorsement fee. Sometimes they just get the product for free. So they're willing to say absolutely anything and and that's not always the I'm not saying it's always wrong. I'm just saying you just have to take it with a grain of salt when somebody goes up there and says, hey, this product is the best for this. It might not be. And that person probably doesn't have the background or the experience of used it a million times. Case in point, um, I mean, I know you've been to the, the kitchen and bath show a million times, oh, yeah. but um, the um, what do you call it? Schluter. Yeah. So Schluter, Schluter is one of those companies that when it first came out, I was like, there's no way in hell this works. There's no <laughs> way in hell. There's no way. And they just said, I remember guy's name is Terry. He's like, here, take this product home, play around with it. And, and you should be good. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll do it. I played around with it. I became an instant fan, mm -hmm. but I also wanted to see it in bathrooms and I wanted to be able to see what they've done. So they allowed me to see 
like, okay, well, this product's been used here five years ago. So we've tested it in this setting. And you can see we opened up. So they did some work behind it. So we have products coming out daily on Instagram that are like, check this out. You can put this on your wall and all is good. And if you know anything, if you're from my area, stucco has been a big issue on some of these million dollar homes. Sure. Where now they're peeling all the stucco off because of the vapor barriers they used or rotting the plaster, causing mold, starting causing all these different issues. But getting companies that, that put that R&D into their products is harder nowadays. Like those you know, companies like Kohler, obviously, it's a staple in the industry for plumbing. I'm going to go with them whenever I have an issue with a fixture or, or I want to pick a fixture or anything like that. I'm going to go with the Delta. I'm going to go with companies that I know are putting forth the effort and have put forth effort since 1800s when they first started their company. So exactly, it's important to me to see the longevity of a company. There's too many companies, especially with this left and right and yep. and and that's not that's the part i worry about because if it's on the internet most of the time people just think it's true and well, that's where i worry there are some what i call pitch people out there that call themselves home improvement experts but i know them well enough to know that quite frankly if you handed them a hammer i would doubt if they knew which end to use right you know and you got to be careful because those people are out there selling a product that they've never used. And I, I 100% agree with you that you really got to know your source out there because it can lead you down a road that you don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, and that's, again, it's it's education. And, and as consumers, here's my tip of the day. As a consumer out there, you have to get educated. You have to educate yourself, period. You have to get the information, um, and you have to basically process it, but you have to do it a couple of different ways. So you have to make sure that you're doing it appropriately and you're asking the right questions and you're making sure the longevity of it is, is done right. Yep. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, it's, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough question. And remember, remember that hot woman that I was telling you, I, um, getting married to. Yep. She just got in the car. So nice. uh, we, there you go. <laughs> we're, we're live on the radio, Janelle, just so you know. Live on the radio. Yeah. Hey, Hi, Eric. Hey, hey. I'm glad I'm the hot one that he's talking about, Ben. You got yeah. it. You got it. I've heard a lot about you over the years. So uh, nice to meet you finally. <laughs> nice to meet you too. I'm, I'm glad there's compliments that come with my name. Yes. And that's, you know. Eric, we were talking about the show, and this time it's a it's it's a little different. Janelle Janelle's involved in the store, and it's fun to be able to share some of the filming with my kids because in earlier times the kids didn't they weren't really on the show, so they were on a little bit, but not enough to worry about. This time, Reese and Aiden and Janelle's kids, Gavin and Walker, and Janelle were all on the show at certain points. So it's fun to to not be the i don't know like telling stories about what it's like to be on camera versus um t you know being like yeah well now you guys know and i don't it's it's fun we all have a common uh we share something common now we've all had a camera stuffed in our face and everybody knows how exhausting it is after a day of shooting that you come home and go oh okay i'm exhausted yeah, yeah you don't even know why you're tired you just know that you're tired 
I do the same yeah, thing with my local TV segments here. I'll shoot three segments, and I'm like, I'm exhausted, and I don't know why, because I wasn't doing physical, but it was the mental, physical talking while doing a craft that's the hard part. Yeah, it's it's funny, and I, I try to break it down at the end of the day, is that normal conversation is not hard because you pause, you don't think. And that was the best advice I was ever given. Don't think before you speak. <laughs> Editors love it. Just keep talking, you know, keep talking, which sometimes um, I get into trouble with, especially Janelle, is that I just keep talking and she's like, okay, my ears are hurting. You just got to <laughs> slow down a little there, Tiger. Time to stop. Time, time, to, stop. time to breathe. Time but, to breathe. But the fact that now when you have other people that aren't normally, you know, like some of the contractors I work with don't always get, um, they're not, they don't have a camera in front of their face all the time. So you're trying to make sure you throw them softballs. Yep. So you're trying to have a quick response. You're trying to make sure it's quick and concise, which is something that's very hard for me, but you're also trying to keep conversation light and airy. And there's something that same thing when you're talking on the radio and when you're talking on TV, Ask somebody to record you. I mean, I'm talking about any of your listeners right now. When we're done this whole entire interview, go down and ask somebody to record you and see the difference that you you do, your personality, the way you talk, the way you, your mannerisms are. That is most people have, you know, I call it the radio voice where they're like, well, hey, I'm Jeff Devlin from DIY Network. Um, <laughs> and that's which, by the way, so everybody knows, Eric does the same exact voice all the time. <laughs> so there is no there's no difference. But it is it is exhausting. And yeah. there's it's hard to explain to people. Nobody really has any sympathy whatsoever. No, but, it's, but you, uh, you have to be on. It's like you're on. There is no. There is no off. You're just on no. and it's, 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 it's game time. You know, it's just, you got to do it and it's fun, but yeah, it's it. When you do that for eight or 10 hours, you're done at the end of the day. There's no going out and having beers with friends. You just want to go home and, and unwind because you know, you got to do it tomorrow. Yes. And I'm glad that Janelle's in the car now because uh, she can hear that. So when I come home tired and she's like, all right, let's go out. And I'm like, oh, my God, please, can we stay on the couch? <laughs> She's like, no, nope, let's go. Let's go. I'm like, I talked all day. She's like, I did, too. Get going. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just there's no explanation to it. I think it's just you're you're using all of your skills at the same time, and there is no rest in that. So and the best part that I've gotten much better at as I've, as I've gone on is, is making mistakes you know, like in front of the camera, I look at it, at least I tell myself it makes me more human when I completely miss the nail or I have no nails in the nail gun and I'm firing it for like five minutes. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and the piece whoops. falls. Whoops. Yeah. I'm like, whoops, let's go put some nails in the nail gun. So, that, you know, to me, I was like, my God, it's so embarrassing. And it's so awesome. The experience that I have had over the years is that those are the things that people come to me the most about and are like, that's what we loved about the show. That it wasn't polished, like everything had an answer and we didn't have an answer for this and that. And we weren't perfect with every decision and every and with everything. So it's it's reality. We make mistakes and, and we make lots of them. We fix them when we make those mistakes. Um, and we know how to react to them. And now, whereas earlier on, if you would have said, um, 
because I think sometimes people don't realize I've been doing this for 10 years, not the construction stuff, but in front of the camera. And the first five years when I made a mistake, it was like punching me in the dirty parts because <laughs> I was, my ego was really hurt. I was like, I can't believe I made a mistake on camera. I can't believe I do that. Well, you show me one person in this entire world that doesn't make mistakes. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. It's, yeah. it's 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 either covered up with editing or like your show where you just show it and make it real. And that's the real yes. part of it. And I think that's why so many people that are in the trades that 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 dabble with home improvement enjoy it because they go, oh, see, even the even even the people on TV do some of the things that I do that are unintended. But then we're going to show how to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the next show. That's the, we will call it the mess up show where once you make a mess, you know, of your project, how do you fix it? Like, how do you, cause it's always, everything is always fixable. There's a certain point where, look, if you've got trim and you cut it too short, you nail it to the wall or you're holding it up there, you have a moment of integrity where you can say, you know what? I got to go cut another piece. Most yep. people don't want to cut another piece because it's work and it might be a little more material that they might not have. But this is where integrity comes in. Yep. And that this is where you decide on whether or not you want to have it or you don't. And if you're saying the term, I'm just going to caulk it, or you can't see it from my house, <laughs> probably not the industry for you. Absolutely. Well, I got to know a soapbox the other day that is one of your soapboxes, and I could, I could tell on the radio when I jumped up about it. This is as far as contracting goes. I was given the speech that you and I have given each other about free estimates. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I heard the oh. <laughs> oh. I even chimed in there. That was, that that. was gold. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So um, I'm happy to see that the industry is starting to embrace that. And you and I talked about this years ago. We talked about it last year. But I'm starting to see the... I mean, it's one thing for a plumber to come out and go, okay, I'm going to give you a price to unclog this drain, this drain but somebody wants a $200,000 remodel done and they want you to spend 25 hours putting it together, but they don't want to pay you for it. I'm seeing yeah. that start to change in the industry now, which I think is a, uh, is a long time coming. If you value your time, then other people will value it. I, I can tell you from experience, like, and I still struggle with it. I'm not going to lie to you. With this whole pandemic thing, I think we're, we're all being stretched in different ways. The way the internet works, the way social media works, the way we're trying to get back to clients, the expectation of a client when they say, well, can you get me an estimate You know, this week? And you're trying to not only be the one who gets the estimates, but also does all the work and you're coming home. And, and there's some days where you just don't have any more in you. Yeah. And it's going to have to wait till tomorrow. So these are these are these are real world problems now in how people are running their business. Businesses are smaller. Um, I prefer hiring people that aren't huge as far as companies. Now, the free estimates. Look, if you want to hire a company that has 100 employees, that their goal is to have free estimates, that's fine. They're paying their employees straight up. But for someone small like myself and for some of the other contractors out there, your time is valuable. And the, the joke or the saying I always say is you have to pay me to be away from my children, regardless of whether or not you have furry children, real children, whatever. Yep. But you have to pay me to be away from my family and my children. 
and setting those boundaries, which I still to this day have a struggle doing, I think is really is very, very, very important. And you're you're still on top of that. Somebody recently um, and I hate saying the negative, but I think it's also important for people to hear is that. I had a client who paid for a consult consultation fee. That consultation fee just is coming out, giving you an idea of what your at your your product or your project is going to cost in real world cost. Managing the expectation of like, look, if you want this, you're going to have to pay around this. Until that design is done, I can't tell you exactly what it's going to cost. When the world of COVID, they were upset. Now, mind you, I spent four hours at their house. They yep. only paid for two hours and I gave them a hundred dollar discount. They were still upset that they were not high on the priority list. There is sometimes you're just not going to be able to make people happy. Absolutely. And no matter what you do. And you know, it hurts. It still hurts to this day because I was like, look, I gave money back and I was, I was saddened by the fact that they weren't satisfied but I, some people I'm not going to make satisfied. And that's something that I have to get better at that. There's not every person in the world isn't going to be a great client of mine and no. every homeowner isn't going to find the perfect contractor. So these things will happen. Um, and that's another, it's just another point for the contractors that are struggling right now with answering emails, answering the phone, trying to go to their kid's baseball game on a Saturday and Sunday, because they seem to have them every stinking day now. <laughs> right. And, Trying to be a parent, father, wife, husband, like all of those sort of things. There's a lot thrown at you and you really have to start making sure that you get time for yourself and you get time to recoup in this weekend. We have a physical job uh, and, and not only just physical, mentally, you're trying to sell product. Um, you're trying to swing a hammer. You're trying to do all of these different things. And it's it's tiring. Give yeah. yourself some reprieve every once in a while. Amen, brother. Well, we're out of time. What? Where can people find you at the mall over there? What's the what's your hours over at the mall? And then, of course, let's talk about Stonehouse Revival as well. Okay, so we're open at the mall on the weekends. Saturdays are ten to five, and Sundays are eleven to five. Um, if you want to come during the week, all you got to do is give a call. Uh, it's I six one zero three six three two five zero two. Just give us a heads up. I'm normally working in the back. You're more than welcome to stop by. If I'm there and working on a project, people can shop in the store. I don't mind. Uh, my dog is there with me, so she's a great, she'll tell me when you knock on the door. Um, and we do custom projects still to this day. We do custom furniture, custom built-ins, all sorts of different stuff. And, and the retail side is growing, so we have a lot of handmade goods that we make ourselves. And we pride ourselves in it, it being a really cool environment and uh, makes for a good day trip. Absolutely. My brother had a great time up there, uh, geez, a couple weekends ago. That was a blast for yes. him and his family. So, Yeah, he did sit in the front row, which I did warn him. Once I knew he was your brother, I said, probably not good to sit in the front row. I'm going to pick on you a little. <laughs> he can take it because he, he took it from it. me. Yep, he took it from me. Yeah, he lived through <laughs> it. And then we're really crazy excited. Stonehouse Revival not only is coming back, we're airing very quick. So we just finished filming, which in the world of TV, this is sort of an anomaly. Our, our, um, our premiere of season four is coming up on uh, July 7th at 9 p.m. Uh, head on over to schoolhousewoodworking.com to get as much information as you possibly can. Reach out with any questions. And uh, we hope to see everybody soon and, and hope to see the support for the show because we love doing it. 
and we hope we can do it for another season. That would be great. Thanks, my friend, for coming on today. Always a pleasure, Eric. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. You've been listening to Around Around the the House. House. Somewhere unseen and undiscovered Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.